This is episode number seven of Under 10, a mini podcast on intimacy with Dr. Jessica Tartaro. That's me. In this episode, I would like to start by telling you a story. So last night, Friday night, I was on the phone with my husband. It had been a long week and a long day. And I said, oh, honey, I'm feeling really worn down. And what I was hoping for was to receive empathy and have him ask me questions. In response, he said, yeah, I've been really sore today. Not quite what I was going for. Now, bear in mind as you listen to this story, one, I have my husband's permission to share it. And two, he and I have a very connected and loving relationship, which doesn't mean we communicate perfectly all the time. So I'm going to pause there before I tell you what came next and what I said. In fact, I'd love to encourage you to imagine you were in my shoes. You were sharing with some intimate at the end of a long day about how tired you felt, and you got that response. Just think or imagine, what might you do or say? And while you do that, I'm going to move on, but we'll come back. Okay. So the title of this episode is Making Love Stay. And I took that title from a quote by the American novelist Tom Robbins, and his book, Still Life with Woodpecker, which I've never read, but I love his quote so much, and I especially love this one. It goes like this. When two people meet and fall in love, there's a sudden rush of magic. Magic is just naturally present then. We tend to feed on that gratuitous magic without striving to make any more. One day we wake up and find that the magic is gone. We hustle to get it back, but by then it's usually too late. We've used it up. What we have to do is work like hell at making additional magic right from the start. It's hard work, but if we can remember to do it, we greatly improve our chances of making love stay. Okay. Thank you, Tom Robbins. So this episode is... One tool that I use for making magic in our intimate relationships, and that might be a romantic relationship in your life, but it could also be a friend or a family member, uh, someone you feel close to. So I'm going to offer you a few steps for thinking about this, and then I'm going to come back to my scenario with my husband. Okay, so how do we make magic in our intimate relationships? So the first step is actually uh, an important um, uh, qualifier. You want to make sure this is a relationship that you uh, feel safe in. You want to make sure this is a relationship where the magic is even possible, where you feel respected for your boundaries and you feel respected for your personhood. If you have any doubt or if that's not the case, this practice I'm about to teach is not for you. Your work will be different. It will be more about setting boundaries, which I will discuss in a future episode. But if you answer yes to that qualifying question, yes, I am in a relationship grounded in respect and care, then here's the invitation. Um, To make additional magic from the start, one important way to do that is to speak to the best parts of the other person, especially when you least want to. (laughs) 
So instead of punishing them for getting it wrong with you, as long as you trust they weren't trying to hurt you, try imagining they are yearning to get it right with you and just need your help. You may recall from last week's episode, I talked about saying hi to the inner critic inside in order to soften this voice. Well, one of the many reasons that practice is so important is because it can help your external voice to also be softer. When you make that internal space, it leaves room to hold more perspective in our external relating. Okay, so back to my scenario. I could have said to him, <clears throat> when he responded to my share by telling him, telling me, oh, he was so sore <laughs> um, at the end of the day, I could have said, what's wrong with you? I just told you I'm not feeling well. I listen to people all day. Why can't you listen to me? Uh, which, by the way, unfortunately, I don't like admitting this. I have said something like that to him before, and it doesn't get me what I want. In fact, it makes me feel like a thousand times worse because what's happened is I've just fired into a very well-meaning man and collapsed into my own most hurt parts, okay? We could say my victim or my most hurt parts. And it doesn't get me what I want. It doesn't get him more connected to me or me more connected to him. But it's a slippery slope, okay? What I have learned to do, and this is definitely after a lot of practice, and then sometimes I still don't get it right, but at my best, what I've learned to do is to simply and plainly ask for what I need without shaming him. In other words, to stay in the present. Last night, what I did was a variation on that. Um, so now remember, I asked you to think about what you would have done. Here's what I did. When he said to me, oh, I was sore all day. Um, I pretended I didn't hear his response. <laughs> And I took a deep breath and I let there be a lot of pause over the phone. And then I said, honey, I'm feeling really worn down. And then I paused again. <laughs> so can you guess what happened? He started empathizing with me. I didn't have to demand. I didn't have to shame. I just slowed down and repeated my exact phrase. Um, and I got what I wanted. He asked me what I was feeling. He offered to bring me um, zinc supplements. And then I could express gratitude to him for his support. Um, we all win. We all win in that scenario. So remember, I could have punished him for getting it wrong with me. But he didn't do anything wrong. He just wanted to share his experience. It just wasn't what I wanted. But furthermore, he pushed my button. So I have a button around feeling listened to. It has to do with my past. It has to do with other people in my life. And if I'm not careful, I catapult straight back into being that person in my past who was hurt, who felt powerless, and who has very few skills um, at her disposal. Okay, she, she just gets pouty and seething and usually um, blames. So you may have your own buttons, and when you get pushed, you may find yourself suddenly feeling like you're catapulted back in time too, and suddenly you're relating to the person in front of you as they were the person or people from your past. It's so, so easy to do, which is why it's vital that we have present moment practices, that we have anchors to bring us back, that we do body-based um 
kind of uh, skills work so that we can bring ourselves back into the present. Um, last night, I was able to stay in my adult woman body and uh, be fairly creative in the end um, to get what I want, to help my husband feel successful in connection to me. It's, both, it's what we both want. So I suggest that making additional magic comes from a, our capacity to stay present enough to trust that the good people in our lives really are good and the bad things that happened in the past don't have to run on repeat. It's a big job, but it is possible. And I encourage you this coming week to try it, especially if you are in some rut, in some relationship where the same thing happens over and over. Try speaking to the other person as if they want what you want to. You can say, well, I know you don't want to repeat this pattern any more than I do, but here we are again. And I trust that you want to get it right with me, even though you keep saying this thing or doing this thing I don't like. So can we take a deep breath and try again? Okay. Now remember that last line of the Tom Robbins quote. He says, it's hard work to make that additional magic. But if we can remember to do it, we greatly improve our chances at making love stay. I have to tell you, I'm a big believer uh, that making love stay is possible. And I think a big part of that is starting with kindness on the inside so that you can start with kindness on the outside so that you bring love from the start before you even... Uh, believe that your partner has earned it. You just start with the kindness. You remind yourself of all the good times you've had. You get perspective on who you're dealing with, not the person from your past, but the person you have chosen in your present. Um, when we can start with love, my sense is love will not only stay, but love will grow. Okay, I hope that is useful to you. Please share your feedback. I look forward to your reflections. This is a big journey, my friends, and I'm honored to be on it with you. This is Dr. Jessica Tartaro with Under 10, a mini podcast on intimacy. Oh, 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 oh.